Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Family Records, where we record ourselves talking about family. As always, I'm your host, Mr. With a Beardo, Blake Sweet. You son of a gun. That's how I was going to introduce you. <laughs> I was all ready for it, too. I had it in the chamber. Then you said, I want to do the introduction. Was that why? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and joining with me today is special guest, Adam Sand. Oh, wait, no, that's oh, my co-host, Matt. I thought you were going to make fun of my mustache. <laughs> you went with the Adam Sandler thing. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, because somebody blew up on TikTok and uh, has hundreds of comments saying he looks like Adam Sandler. <laughs> I don't think it's hundreds, but there's like no, a few dozen. <laughs> you... Enough that you made another video on TikTok about it. Yeah. And then your wife yeah. made a video on TikTok about it. I don't even think I look. I've gotten a lot of Adam. You look like Adam Sandler mixed with blank. I saw a lot of Keanu Reeves's. A lot of Keanu Reeves, a lot of Adam Driver, which I didn't expect. I, I didn't expect it, but honestly, it makes more sense than well, like Nick Jonas. I realized that uh, Adam Driver is Justin just. Justin Long. Adam Driver is, is Adam Sandler with an Owen Wilson nose. He totally is. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, so yeah, you're right. I got a freaking Justin Long like three times. That was weird. Someone even said I sound like Tom Hanks. Yeah, don't I don't know where I that came from. Definitely don't get that one. Yeah, although it does crack me up that Chelsea did the uh, the little like collage of all the people that. Yeah, uh, Ellis thought that, that Adam Sandler like. was me. <laughs> pick your which one's daddy. He pointed right at Adam Sandler. I I don't see it. I don't know. But, I. I I don't see it either. Maybe it's because we grew up together. Like Maybe. A- you seem to be slowly growing. Yo, let's jump right into this whiskey because right. yeah. we had technical <laughs> issues and we can keep talking. Uh, sorry, y'all. We're going to jump right into it. Um, this week we're drinking Alamo Black Label Bourbon Whiskey. Alamo Black Label Bourbon. And I promise I had the website pulled up, but sure uh, Wi-Fi on the ranch. Now it's got to reload. Oh, yeah. Uh there we go. <laughs> Crafted from select corn, barley, and a hint of rye, each small batch of Alamo Black Label bourbon is aged to perfection in brand new American oak barrels. Our recipe was designed to produce a bold bourbon, rich with sweet notes and a smooth finish for a unique bourbon to enjoy on its own or fashioned into a great cocktail. All right, let's try it. Certainly a lot less ambitious Clink. than the Angels and Yeah, seriously, a little more humble, huh? It's not bad. No, it's thicker than I expected. Whoa. What is that happening in the back end? I don't know. It's like climbing all over my mouth. <laughs> dude, whiskey is weird. Whiskey's so weird. How does it do that? You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Does that yeah, make sense to you? How dude, it's like, I, I was trying to figure a way to put it into words. Yeah, it's like it's like making the full tour around. Like I felt just like wisp going around like every inch of my tongue. This I guess like not a, an ASMR podcast. <laughs> huh. Do you I know what like makes a it a fruity taste from it? Let me see. Like almost yeah, to the degree like of tasting like usual. a red wine. This is a lot sweeter than the Angel's Envy. I was expecting yeah. that to be much calmer oh, yeah. and sweeter and more palatable. And that was that wasn't bad and neat. 
but no, it was pretty good to yeah. Do you know what? It was the only way I could understand where the dude's, uh, you know, like hint of cranberries and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what a black label? Does that mean anything? I have no clue. I the only the only other whiskeys I know of that do the colored labels mm-hmm. are Johnny Walker, and yeah, all I yeah. know is it it denotes like the, I guess grade of whiskey. Like uh-huh. Blue Label is top notch single malt whiskey, Black Label is like a cheap blend. Okay, well, and then there's the a couple in between. Is? I I think I had the Red Label Johnny Walker because I was I like, oh, Blue Label is amazing. Blend, and I was like, but, eh. Just tasted like every red other. and black Whiskey. label or blends. I just I think they're different quality blends. Okay. I don't yeah, know. I, I never got super into Johnny Walker. Huh. Oh, the blue though isn't that the yeah no blue the blue label yeah. is good. I just yeah I never got super into Am it I when I got into which? Scotch. I wanted I I wanted the stuff that sounds as Scottish as possible. Uh, like Lagavulin. Got it. Glenn Fittich. That blue label is so good, though. It is pretty good. It's so good. <laughs> um, oh, dude. We've got big news to talk about. What's that? We charted. Oh, yeah. We totally charted. We made the top 200 comedy we interview did. podcasts so on I Apple. want to extend a thank you to all of our listeners. I know it was probably JR just listening over yeah. and over again. So thanks, buddy. It's probably just JR hustling. <laughs> I'm there for you guys. Just like got five phones out and his computer going too. Uh, no, we've had a bit of a surge in listenership. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's um, been fun to watch. Just the numbers tick up and up yeah. and up and up. Well, that's one of the things I... <laughs> I, you say viral on TikTok. I didn't really go viral. I like looked it I, up. Viral's like half a million views. I got you're like in the couple hundred thousand, a few hundred thousand. Yeah, it's definitely more than anything I've ever gotten. And every time I get anything with a handful of like more than my normal twenty likes, it's always accompanied by comments that I look like Adam Sandler <laughs> or Nick Jonas or whatever. And Dude, I aspire to be told by random people on the internet what celebrity I look like. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's just weird because I don't see it. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't know. It, but I, I posted a video between the two because I didn't have I had to make the next one and I didn't have it yet because I was not expecting I you go to bed, putting it up there, like oh, I'll just put this up because I have to screw around on TikTok. It says on my bio, here to goof off. You know, and mm. um I woke up with like twenty thousand views on something. I'm like, what the heck? And it's just climbing, climbing, and for days. Today's the first day it like only went up a couple thousand views. Um this is still a yeah. lot more than any of my other videos, but it's like, uh, it's weird. I didn't have quite the time. So I actually, but I made a video saying, cause someone commented, I love stories like this and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I have a podcast <laughs> shameless plug. Here it is. Um, I don't know if anyone actually saw that and I, went and listened. I'm sure. And if you're out there listening to this episode, we see you, we appreciate you. <laughs> hey, actually, genuinely, if you found us from this, uh, from TikTok, I'd be very curious to know. You can message me on TikTok or comment on that video or uh, uh, let me know that you hear yeah, this. Or fill out an email submission on our website, fattangleproductions.com. Yeah. yeah, or whatever. I'm just curious because we uh, that got a lot of attention. It's got it like really 13,000 views, like almost 700 likes, and, and people even commented saying they, oh, they're going to check it out. Um, and some people yeah, commenting upset that I didn't just post the next painting video right away. It's funny how that much was my comment was it? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how much people expect and demand though. Like it's like, as soon as like, this went beyond me outside of my control on this random video about grandpa's paintings. And then, I mean, there's people on the internet just like, uh, you're the painting guy now. 
the do paintings. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, it's like, well, I only have two. I, know, I, I kept saying that in the comments. Like, I only have two. Everyone's like, more, more, more. Like, I have one more. Well, and you could go out and buy them, but apparently they're worth a surprising amount of money. Yeah, brand new, a couple hundred bucks. Uh, these old ones, probably more. The, the artist, Ed Miracle, oh, yeah. it, it's a little different than the one he has on his website now. And I think I read somewhere that he, like, after he got popularity off that Columbus painting, mm -hmm. which is for anyone that doesn't listen, it's a painting of Columbus's ships falling off the edge of the world that Grandpa bought in the seventies with a caption, "I told you so." Yeah. <laughs> and after, uh, I guess after Ed Miracle got famous on that, like made some success on that, went and back to, went back to art school and like got better. And so oh, like now awesome. some of them are slightly varied, like he tweaked them a little bit or something. Mm. Um, but those ones are like two hundred bucks. So who knows what? What these ones you know, are. it's funny. Speaking of these TikToks, too, the uh, the other painting, the one with Da Vinci painting, Michelangelo. Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel by yeah. numbers. I never knew that it was a Da Vinci paint by numbers set. You never caught that? No. Yeah, it's right out of the box. Yeah. It's genius. What's Shout funny, out Ed Miracle. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's funny is, Grandpa, so, I've been learning so much about these paintings from the people, too. Like the amount of people that have seen them and know them. That's uh, insane. Like there's art historians that came in and, like, some people are like, why is why is Michelangelo dressed like a homeless dude? And someone was like, there was a wide rumor that he didn't bathe. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> well, the Da Vinci to, thing to is be because fair, he to used be to. Fair, it was like the 1400s. Did anybody bathe? It was the 15. It was the Renaissance, man. It was in the 16th century, right? Well, it, the Renaissance ran from like Shakespeare in the 1300s, well into the I yeah. Think but the Da Vinci's 1600s. era was the early 1500s. So if it was Da Vinci and Michelangelo were contemporaries, late 1400s. I could be wrong. Uh, You're the history nut, not me. <laughs> I'll be honest off that. I'm I'm going off of Assassin's Creed too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> like, I guess I could. They could have the dates wrong. I have no way of knowing. But well, I do have a lot of ways of knowing. I have a phone <laughs> in my pocket. I could just look it up. <laughs> I never do that on the show though, so I'm not well, going to do it now. <laughs> and you also have a certain voice activated device in here that goes off. Yeah, even to when anything not. but her name. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we were what were we doing? We were recording in here with Sean the other day, and he. Were you in here for that? I think so. Or was that? That was no. What was that? Was that with me? No, I don't remember. Uh, but I don't she, know. Yeah, she just <laughs> randomly go off. She'll think you said her name, and she goes off. Uh, anyways, D Michelangelo apparently was said that Da Vinci should have done would have done better on the Sistine Chapel, and that's the joke of it being Da Vinci's Dude, that is paint by number such kit, a right? deep cut. Well, I, oh, the big one I never noticed is in the pic in the painting that the priest is pointing at the color by number outline on the, the mm. ceiling and he's pointing at where uh, Mike, I'm not Mike, Adam and God's fingers are touching, but in real life, they don't touch on the Sistine Chapel. They're not touching. So the priest is pointing out that he screwed up <laughs> too close together. Oh, it's great. And my favorite part That's is awesome. grandpa's favorite part of that was the wine. There's a wine glass at the top of the ladder and a big old bottle of wine next to his <laughs> color kit. Uh, yeah. It that was, was so fun. funny hearing him explain those paintings, too, because oh, yeah. it was if he could get through it at all, because he'd just break down oh, yeah. and start laughing like halfway through a any joke. joke. Man. <laughs> it really is. Dad told me, um, since we're on the subject of the paintings already, I'll just tell you, I, I was talking to my dad about it because I was curious. I'm learning all these things. I'm explaining like, hey, Dad, like, so this thing went viral. Check this out. But I need some more information. He's like, because we were talking about that and family records. Like, well, I don't really understand any of that. But family records is great, so that's probably why you have an increase in, you know, like, <laughs> uh, like trying to explain. Okay, well, so I asked him, and he actually remembers the day that Grandpa ordered those. He said a traveling art salesman came up and knocked on Grandpa's door, 
That sounds like both <laughs> such an exciting and also such a terrible job. Yeah. It was an traveling art, door-to-door soliciting art, art And specifically, this guy was soliciting humorous art. So it, it, a lot of different artists and all that stuff, but the ones obviously that Grandpa caught on to, which apparently was what made Ed Miracle so big at the time, because the I Told You So was his big one. Mm. Um, well, of course. Yeah. And in, in the words of Grandpa, yeah, those are Columbus's ships. It's funny. <laughs> so I guess the guy came, just like pamphlets of it, and Grandpa put in the order, and then... Weeks later, my dad was probably Ellis's age or Trent's age. He said somewhere around eight or nine, whatever. But yeah, Grandpa just apparently just giggled, saw those ones, and and knew. And it's great because they're obviously both Italian centric, oh, yeah. right? For sure. Is that that's what he would? I just love. I never realized. Do you remember at Sheridan? You might have been too young for when Grandpa lived at Sheridan. I vaguely remember that he moved okay. back to. Uh, Carmel. Do you remember pretty early on? So you remember when my dad lived there? Yeah. But when you go up the stairs, when you got to the very top of the stairs, there's that stretch. One side, you went to the left and went into the master bedroom, and then you went down to the right, the bonus room, and the bedrooms, right? Down right. the hall. Right at the top of the stairs, right when you have to make a decision to turn left or right. He mm-hmm. had both of those paintings right there. So, like, for anyone, it's kind of such a, a Geno place to put. Well, those and it's paintings. like a landing, right? So it's like <laughs> from the rest of the house, living room, dining room, all that Just stuff. Like, like, it's this big, tall, high central point of like the whole focal point of this massive vaulted room. <laughs> Is know, that like, not where you frame and hang your memes? Yeah, they are memes, man. <laughs> They're memes. They really are. <laughs> I, I would. I honestly, I've, I, every time, ever since my dad's inherited Dude, those down there, I Grandpa see them and I'm a like, shit poster. <laughs> every time i see those i'm like oh god someday i want to have like a an office with stuff like that in it you mm-hmm. know what i mean obviously all of us would love all of grandpa's old stuff oh yeah you know? but it's like so uh, the nice thing about it being with my dad is i'm sure everyone pretty much agrees like especially with him kind of keeping the basement mm-hmm. feeling like the cabin oh yeah having everyone probably agrees like stuff like that yeah grandpa's old cabin feel down here yeah um but yeah you, you know the other thing we didn't really talk about on this yet is is well you mentioned we did the bonus episodes uh last time it was just you and me in the studio we talked about it we weren't sure if we would do any episodes yeah, and we ended up doing two yeah two we thought it was gonna be three but we were beat on the oh, second yeah. night well <laughs> well i mean god the first night if you've listened to the bonus episodes you know the first night i had a little too much angel's envy uh, yeah uh, to, to be honest <laughs> i didn't quite catch it till we were doing plugs. yeah no i it was i started stumbling over words at the very end <laughs> Which is funny because I don't remember recording oh. like half the podcast. So yeah, that I'm reminds me. It took until the end. <laughs> that reminds me. I need to set a record straight for my sister Sam. Now set that the our, family record straight. Yeah. Now that our family listens to our show, we're getting crap for it because we're not getting stuff right, or we, uh-huh. you know what I mean. And that's fine. I just like to say we were telling everyone about this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no nobody listened before my they got to be on it. Yeah, no one cared till they were on it, and it just so happens I mean, there's people out there that listen, guys. Um, I'd like to set the record straight. Sam has informed me that we were wrong, that the vagina monologues did place, take place inside a proper theater. Um, I just, I don't want to besmirch See, I, her good name. I'm the, I defended that. I said it took place in a theater. You guys you all are, corrected me. I just, it didn't. Granted, to I'm me, the, it didn't. It felt like more like a multi-purpose room. Theater. Not that it wouldn't be a theater. I'm just yeah. saying like it more felt more like a, like I imagine, I imagine Santa was, Cruz has a proper Oh, yeah, like, like a big... Like an auditorium Yeah, performing theater. arts yes. thing. Uh, and maybe not, and maybe this is... I don't know. I, just, I don't well, know. Well, and she... It's a smaller audience, so it makes sense. She uh, also fact-checked me on the same thing. Oh, really? Uh, she wanted 
to clarify that it is in fact a play and not just an art piece. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, it is because yeah. it's a. But I mean, she <laughs> openly talks about how it's like people take major. I mean, I guess well, in all like plays real you stories, take aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean. Most plays you take major liberties, obviously, because right. you're bringing your own thing. So maybe I'm reading into that more than I should. That's fair. Uh, but she told us that like the year or two l- year later after she left that they were going to everyone in the cast or that was running it that year just wanted to do it all naked. Yeah, that's. And I was like, that, that seems more like an I'm, art piece I'm, to I'm me. I'm glad I went the year I went and not the year <laughs> after. <laughs> I'm glad if Sam wasn't a part of that. And if she was, I'm glad she wouldn't have invited us. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I don't need to be. That would, it was weird enough when everybody was wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, so I just want to set that record straight. And also yeah. for anyone int- uh, that might be curious, you might notice in the last couple episodes, we did bleep a few uh, things because we yeah, we're having figure, a growing our family audience. who isn't podcasting yeah. doesn't all want their last yeah. names out there. Well, and not everyone's thinking about that when we're all hanging out and yeah. drinking and podcasting. So we got to be vigilant. We will try and be better about that in the future. Uh, I don't think so we've we don't been to too bad anything. about it in the studio. No, we've been pretty good. I mean, it, names, the, the, but we're well, not we've really dropped dropping. first names, and, we, and we've dropped how they're related so people can kind yeah. of figure it out. Un- unfortunately, but. anyone named Rodolfi or Sweet, we can't really yeah. keep your last name secret. <laughs> I mean, we cannot say your last name, but I mean, I'm pretty sure people are going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah my yeah, dad, yeah. Eric. Yeah. Huh, I wonder what Eric's last name is. But like our family, like Trent and all that stuff, we obviously... we bleeped his last name and, and yeah. he was very excited to plug his gamer tag and we let him and then we realized like maybe we shouldn't plug the kid's gamer tag right? <laughs> he's a, was he 11 yeah yeah so that's uh, probably not cool so yeah you know if, if you are listening you caught all that that's that's why this is a very different thing than most podcasts man most podcasts are, are celebrities and, and big wigs and all that stuff and and we're well obviously we might have some things in the works for branching outside of family yeah. and friends here soon but um in all that, it, even that's different. It's not your, we won't be having your traditional guests, I don't think, as we grow. Right. So. And like we do have some. Like, and the orientation you know, is have, always family focused. Like, yeah, we do have some entertainers on here who are yeah. actually out here to plug stuff. Like Carlos. And Sean. And Sean. And Mikey. Except that he didn't really plug much because he plugged his Instagram. Which and is that was private. Yeah. <laughs> do you want more ice? Um, I'm good. Okay. Maybe yeah, we should yeah. have him on again and have him do better plugs. Yeah, yeah. Sean, <laughs> plug something. Come on, dude. <laughs> you mind? No, go for Switch it. Switch the four roses. That was pretty good, though. This that, it Alamo. Was. I drank it kind of quick. It was kind of refreshing. Really was. Yeah. That, that. Did you see the. Oh, yeah. Get some bourbon, baby. Do you want some? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Um, cabin trip, though. That was freaking oh, fun. So man. much fun. I loved it. And, and you know what's great is um I didn't get so obviously it's for me, other than podcasting, a lot of my time was spent uh chasing children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. Uh well, we, should, we should probably clarify that they were your children. That's true. If you're you, you don't want to be just chasing kids around the town. To, we have we have real listeners now, man. Yeah, you can't true. just say you're chasing children. Chasing children. <laughs> they were mine. They were mine. I think, I mean. Legally, I'm bound to them, so I'm assuming they're well, mine. Well, I mean, the only <laughs> one that doesn't look like you is Annabelle. Yeah, that's true. She looks exactly like my wife, and she came out with the one that does look like me because they're yeah. twins. So, I so can, I can, uh, the odds are in your favor on that one. I don't favor, think we yeah. need to, you know, take this to Mari or anything. Yeah. 
Uh, but the cabin trip, I mean, other than that, so the, my big bummer, that was a bummer for me because my kids are at that age. It's tricky. Another, they're another, a big responsibility. They are. And even next year, they'll be a bit of a responsibility. But then the year after that, the, my kids will be all at the age where they just run around and play. Well, and that's, like, is the best part about Ellis this year is him and Lila are this, like, similar in age and they, they can go just play. I mean, to, yeah. the, to the point where you can just let them go randomly go on their own out around the house, you know, and, and you know that they're going to watch each other and let you know if something happens. Um, but what I'm what I'm getting at is I didn't get as much time as I usually do with like Uncle Robert and Kathleen, yeah, uh, hanging out and play a single game of bocce. You did uh, finally get to try the uh, the limoncello and the uh, I nocino. Did. The nocino is so oh, good, it's very man. good. So for those of you who don't know, our Uncle Robert makes his own liqueurs. Is that what? The, yeah, liqueur, um, they're like ice cold. Yeah. So ones, and they're both like traditional Italian liqueurs, like dessert drinks basically yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very thick and syrupy very sweet that lemon cello so is good. crazy thick like oh yeah i don't know how it, anyone sips that he was like it's a sipping and i was like either i shoot this and get a little sour or face pour or it over I, ice cream oh that sounds good <laughs> it was it was good it was like that, a that's syrup. what he recommended was really yeah he said it goes great on like vanilla ice cream that the the what's the other one called nochino nochino yeah. nochino that one was made of walnuts yes that was so good Dude, it's it's like walnuts and all the Christmas spices. Yeah, and it, it tastes, tastes like, like a Joanne fabrics. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> that is such a perfect. Uh, <laughs> I said that and was, uh, when we were drinking it, and someone and was everybody like, "Everybody was just like, everyone was like, right? Whoa, was it Erica? Like, what are you nuts? What does that mean?" And then Kathleen's like, "Think about it," and explained it to her. Like, oh my yeah. god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that. I think I got that right. That was. Good though. I don't even oh, usually so like those Christmassy tastes, but it was so good, all ice cold like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't get a lot of time to hang out with Uncle Robert and Aunt Kathleen. And also, uh, Uncle Manuel and Aunt Christine live in the area now. We got to see them yeah. every night. And that was awesome. That was so cool because it's, it's I didn't such really a rare get that much time. That we get to hang out with yeah. them. Yeah, Aunt Christine came over a little more because Uncle Manuel was working and she got to play with the babies a little bit more. But Uncle Manuel didn't even get to see my twins until like the last night. Yeah, we were there when he and he caught him, and we were ten minutes late for bed, and he caught him, and we, he got to meet him, and, and that made me happy that we were late and he got to meet him. But it's it's hard having kids. Be warned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> Be warned. I, I've been watching you do it for a few years now. I, There's a stretch. I, no, don't get me I wrong. It's severely fulfilling, and I cannot wait until they're a little bit more at the age where this family record stuff. Because we're very lucky. We talk about our family. Oh, yeah. Uh, our family has a cohesiveness that not everyone's blessed with. Right. And you we've know? talked about that a lot on the show. Yeah. And I, hopefully it's not us coming up being all braggarty by having a cohesive type family. It's not. It's just us kind of sharing our experiences together. And, you know, you know, I've been as thinking about as they that, may by be. the way. And I think I think part of at least why like me and Audrey are roses more like siblings than cousins to you guys is probably because you you guys got to see us about as much as you did half of your siblings oh yeah oh yeah like, I mean, i'm pretty sure you. that's a big contributor that and gino was very much like the family patriarch and oh yeah well and he made a point of close. it's so funny because he would make a point of taking us all out when we were in town you and your sister me and my sisters we'd all go in and out and go bowling right and um which we've established on the show was because those were loud places. So he could just kind of turn off yeah, his hearing aid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very clearly learned it later. Um, but he would do that. But the funny thing is like, we would all 
be excited, make a big deal out of it. But mm. I think in him, it was like having us all together. But the, re- the reality is, is like by the time we did that, all of us would have seen each other and hung out so much already <laughs> by the time we go out with grandpa. And he'd be like, oh, I'll pick up Blake and Audrey. But it was and our guys- special <laughs> tradition. <laughs> but it was. And it was, it was fun. And it's something that we kept going pretty much up until the yeah. pandemic. We'd yeah. all, you know, the holidays, we'd all try to get together yeah. and do that or... Well, I'd say up to the pandemic, I mean, up till he passed. Well, we did. We kept it going afterwards, didn't we? I don't remember in and out and bowling without Grandpa. I could have sworn we've done it at least one or two times. Maybe. I don't remember that. Huh. Huh. No, I don't I don't remember that. I uh Well, maybe we should start doing it again now that bowling alleys are open. Yeah, I do remember that Grandpa bowled like a bocce player. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if that makes sense the way what the bocce his... get it real low to the ground and just very subtle kind of t- yeah. like all on the wrist just kind of pushing it and he, somehow he did that with a bowling ball god uh one of his favorite stories to talk about um i don't know if you've heard this one but uh when he and grandma used to be in bowling leagues mm-hmm. and uh somebody asked him like what his average score was or something like that and he, it used to crack him up that his average score was like 105. <laughs> My average score. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just, just, he, he used just to love to tell yeah. that. He, it's like, so funny how much joy he would find. He would in talk some about of the how embarrassing mundane. it was, but he's the one spreading it around. And he's laughing and telling <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> you should be embarrassed for I me. I pull a 105. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was his coping mechanism. <laughs> do you that remember explains when he, so much. Do you remember when he punched a paramedic? No. What do you mean, no? How do I not know this story? That when he was in the hospital up in Sonora. You don't remember this? Um, no. I don't want to say the name, but his uh, companion at the time. Um, when was this? Was this like 2015? Something like that. So this would have been while I was gone. Oh, possibly. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so he, uh, <laughs> his companion at the time, I won't say the name. We don't, unfortunately, we don't really talk to them much anymore. We had a little bit of a rough ending after he passed yeah. with that family um, for some other, for some personal I mean, reasons, it, which is not like our family. Knowing so I'll just the say whole that. story, it does kind of make sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything we that went down, I see their side every, of it. Sure. It's just, our family's not the type to cut someone out like that. It was that a very awkward. There was a reason. Um, anyway, so. Yeah. She was suffering from early onset dementia, as mm. we know, right? Right. Um, and Grandpa uh, would drink so much that he passed out and didn't move. So <laughs> that mixed together. <laughs> they would go to the cabin together. They go every it was like for like two weeks, every six weeks, I think was his routine. Do you remember? Mm. It was it, something like that. Two weeks every six, something like that. It, was, spend, it was some because it revolved around his winemaking. Well, no, but he well, it, it did it first. Yeah, I, I think even after he stopped winemaking, he was going up on the same schedule. Yeah, he would just go up and be up there for two weeks, then come back home. And uh, anyways, he is a little bit of a he was a little bit of a wine guy. He was a wine boy. <laughs> he was a little bit of a wine boy. I don't know how his opinion was on whiskey. That was before we started drinking whiskey. But um, <laughs> yeah, he drank. He would drink a lot. Like, let's be real. He was, oh, yeah. I mean, he had a capacity for it. He was an old Italian Dude, man, grew his up. His homemade it. wine was as strong as this whiskey we're <laughs> yeah. drinking. So he drank one night a bunch and he like just went in the room, passed out. Well, his companion, she, uh, like I said, was having some illnesses, issues, and they were still going up there. And 
even their family, everyone was starting to wonder if maybe they need to start, you know, they were getting up there in their eighties, if they might need some assistance with that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, obviously grandpa was a fully capable kind of guy, but he passed out. She wasn't sure. She tried to said her claim was that she tried to wake him and uh, he didn't budge. Uh, and she claimed that she didn't think he was breathing. So she called 911. Um, paramedics show up. If I remember this correctly, I could be getting this wrong. I wasn't planning on telling this story right now, but he, um, they showed up and she wouldn't, she couldn't, rem- she didn't remember calling them. So there's this ca- oh. commotion kind of happening where, like, what's going on? And she's not entirely sure. Well, why she's why they're there, but then she does kind of remember something. And then they go in to wake up grandpa. And I guess because he's passed out, uh, but hmm. I think according to them, they said he was snoring. So, but they're like yeah. checking on him. So they start waking him up. And grandpa, being grandpa, being woken up in his bed in the mountains, secluded mountains, where he's supposed <laughs> to just be able to pass out drunk with his with his chick. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> this dude's just like shaking him awake in his bed in the isolated yeah, mountains. So I'd he, punch the guy so too. He freaks out, jumps up, and starts swinging and punches the guy. <laughs> <laughs> And and that's just, that's so funny to me because all I can think of is grandpa was a very slow moving guy for at least the last, his last few years. So I just imagine in slow motion. fight or flight was fight, baby. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know, but he got the guy. I mean, the the guy just, did he tag him pretty good? uh, I think so. I mean, the guy was, they made a little bit of a deal with it. They like calmed him down by telling him like, okay, you got to come. All right, you got to come to the hospital. Got to check on you, whatever, whatever. Because his heart rate's all like high because he's waking up in that and he was drinking all night. Well, I got to imagine it's got to be even tougher because dude was practically deaf. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. like you can't even explain to him what's going and on. You can't wake he him can't up by going, you. Gino, wake up, Gino, wake up. He takes his took it out, you know, like yeah. So um, yeah. So they convinced him to go to the hospital. They took him in. I remember my dad and and my, I think your mom too. Like went up there and, and it turned out he was fine. Nothing was really wrong it was yeah, just, he just drank a little too but much they uh, brought him into the hospital and uh i think one of the reasons they, one of the ways they got him in i could be wrong about this was something about like you know like thre- like you punched a paramedic like you could be in trouble for this or whatever the guy eventually decided to drop the charge <laughs> not not <laughs> press charges year old man uh, 80 year old who man was woken yeah. <laughs> up in his bed in his cabin <laughs> in a 1500 person village yeah yeah <laughs> that's mostly a vacation village yeah so, so he's, he's like on like the only dude on a couple in blocks. that town yeah. at any given time <laughs> yeah so yeah no that's a that's a hell of a story <laughs> i believe you didn't that. remember that you don't, you I don't I, nobody ever, ever told me that story because i i hope I i'm not remembering that wrong i'm pretty sure grandpa punched yeah no he did I'm I'm confident because I remember being so like, "Wait, awesome. what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, oh, Grandpa. Oh, uh, Gino's such a badass. I miss him. All this, <laughs> all this attention that the TikToks brought him, and then the family stuff, and then I just made that other TikTok, just most more for me to be honest, just about yeah. Grandpa. And um, I don't know. It's been making me miss him. I mean, oh, I know yeah, I see I mean, him even, on our in our picture in the office every day, but. Yeah, I saw the TikTok you made about him today, and it was. Yeah, yeah even I started thinking back to like all the old Gino memories. And yeah, just seeing that little smile. Yeah, that little like I can barely understand you smile. Shit eating grin. Oh, like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grandpa. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You got anything else to talk about? Because I, I have a couple things, but I. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't planning on telling that story. I don't, I don't have anything like super prepared, so go for it. 
Let me see what I got here. So I was digging around in the record book while I was waiting for you to get here. And I noticed something that I thought was hilarious. I was gonna oh God. talk well, it's not even about the family records. Well, kind of. There's a family record in here for most this is gonna date the book. This is when okay. you were ten years old. So what does that put it? Like two thousand two thousand six. Six. God, this is this year is the fifteenth anniversary of the family records book. Oh damn. Well, so this this record is held by Sarah. It is the record for most instant messages sent in a day. <laughs> instant messages. Talk about a dated term, right? So the thing that gets anybody use instant messages anymore? <laughs> I mean, I guess texting is kind of the same thing. Well, like, and we just call it messaging now. Yeah. Like, like on TikTok and stuff, you can message each other. It's like really, it's an instant well, message. But like, we have we're used um, to the instant part now. Well, it's like <laughs> in, in the office, we have an IM service for like inner office communications none of us call it i am it's call just it messaging yeah yeah or it's well it's through skype so it's just i oh, skyped yeah. you well because even it's like email like email is a technically an instant message but it's like it's kind of the same thing yeah in a lot of ways right except that you don't have like the mailbox in the same way uh, anyways let me tell so the, the most instant message sent in a day which was 187 previous record by tatum Rodolfi in 2003 but there's a little icon here you see that mm-hmm. an old icon it looks like from the early 2000s uh like aol instant messenger thing and it's a quick conversation, and I just want to read it to you because okay. it just made me giggle. So it says it's a it's a. Conver- I assume this is some stock photo that they used. Well, this is a conversation with Mr. Johnson of ABC Corps, uh, and Mr. Johnson says, "Can you tell me a time when you had to manage a team to achieve a common goal?" And the reply is from Sweet Dude Fourteen, who says, "R O T F L M A O, dude, D O O D." That is such a noob question. I can't believe you asked that. <laughs> T-T-Y-L. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> that makes me feel so old. Do you remember those days? <laughs> now it's like the opposite. It's just dropping off all the letters. Dude, that was the time. There was a time when people built into like into their brains on a keyboard to type N-0-0-B. Because because <laughs> when the, when this when all this language was used, remember we were all texting with T nine. It was easier to use the zero. I don't know, man. I, I I texted. I I was old enough. I was in high school at this time. I texted like that. I was that kind of texter, well, and no, I did it on a keyboard. That's. But like, did you start texting with the old T nine? Like you got to nah, press bro, two three times. I to didn't get a have C. texting on my phone until after instant messenger. Interesting. I, I had instant messenger I mean, first. I, guess it was I would be also texting. A cultural thing. Yeah, messaging with my friends on instant messenger, and that's where a lot of that stuff would come from. Like TTYL, I get save time or whatever. But right. it's just a weird phenomenon that we instigated this. The, the, you're right. The C, the T T nine sure had an effect on it. Yeah. Well, that was a lot. But that was a different phenomenon because you built that into yourself. Like you could say tick 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 tick. It was like a Morse code of a way of a kind. You know what I mean? Dude, have you seen the memes going around? Oh, they, the f- they make the rounds every now and again where it's like, yeah, it's just a passage of numbers. Uh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, if four, you know four, what four, this four, means, you're three, old. Three, two, 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 one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that. It's super goofy. Um, My yeah, favorite one you- is I'm pretty positive. I saw one go around and it translated to never going to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Meme culture. Uh, have you seen that? I know I've showed you tripod before, right? Yes. Tripod. Have I? Some of the music? There's yes. A, for anyone listening, there is a... Uh, actually, Mike, Dad, 
You would love these guys. <laughs> you really would. If you have time to explore, this is such your humor. Um, there's an Australian trio. It's a comedy trio band. Okay, yeah, you have shown band. me these guys. Yeah, and their harmonies are incredible. But oh, yeah. they're freaking hilarious. And they have a. They used to do this like kind of uh, Australian SNL show kind of thing. And they had this thing where every episode they'd write a song. Start at the beginning. They get their point at the beginning and then they write at the end or something like that. You can find it on you YouTube. You mean like the Tenacious D TV show? Yeah, except this was a sketch show for like a SNL style sketch show. Mm. They were just there at the beginning to get their prompt and then they would write it during the show and then perform it at the end. So that was all they hmm. really did. I think there was a little while at Skit House or something. They did some sketch were really funny too, but they have a, they have a song. Uh, oh God, what is it called? Uh, it's called Text Message, I think. And it's this whole song about breaking up with your girl via text message. <laughs> and like, I don't know how to explain it, but in the middle, like through the song, they managed to make it feel like the song is being screwed with by autocorrect. Uh, <laughs> like, T, they're using like T9 language at one point with like, you know, honey, H1E. That's short for honey. Check it out. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. Tripod I have never is, once seen H1E used as yeah, one of these abbreviations. I think that's the joke of that one because they put the other ones are really <laughs> obvious and they go, oh, now, honey, H1E. Honey, that's short for honey. Look it up. I'm sorry, it's honey. You know, um, that band is if you haven't if you haven't listened you need to check them out i love they have this special called tripod versus the dragon where they do this whole D D kind of musical thing they have a whole album called uh it's like the history of musical comedy and it's huh. just complete bull they just make up this pretend history i was of gonna say was it just a bunch of weird owl covers <laughs> no no they have, like this whole history of it like they treat it like like oh the early musical comedy guys and they'll do they'll start like with music and it'll be like ragtime musical comedy guy and they like make up this bullshit about this dude who had this it's just it's so cheeky it's so our parents kind of humor oh yeah you know because it's like it's more of the gen z generation but australia you know different cultures with different timings like they're more of like i guess my dad and your mom are kind of gen z aren't they gen x gen x gen z is the other way my yeah. bad did i say gen z before yes my bad. Sorry, more Gen least, X humor. That's what I meant. If, if anything, you're probably better, or you're probably closer if you call them boomers. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, I, it's funny. I was thinking about that with the grandpa thing, and I was like, ah, oh, boomer. I was like, wait a second, grandpa's not a boomer. No, he he way predates the boomers. Yeah, he the boomers are like the he would have been forties, late forties, early fifties. Greatest generation. I think he was the greatest generation. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the ones that had the baby. He boomed a bunch of babies out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he really Him did. And Grammy, they boomed a bunch. Well, they, well they popped out three kids, three. which is still above average. Which is weird. It's a weird title for them. What, there were the baby boomers because, like, Grandpa was one of, what, 12? Yeah. <laughs> like, to be fair. To be fair. That's Italian boom, Catholics boom, boom. from the <laughs> 1920s. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Like, that this, was what Italians was, were known for in the 20s. Well, they were the ones having all in, the babies. In Italy in the 20s, I'm pretty sure you still had to have like 10 kids because there was a chance that nine of them wouldn't make it. Ow. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully, Rodolfi's everybody did make it. Yeah. Because, yeah, the Rodolfis are a historically like <laughs> strong family, apparently. Yeah. Speaking of the Rodolfis. Dating back it, to uh, Elizabethan England. Well, yeah, As someone pointed, your mom pointed out, we should do the cover the Rodolfi plot at some point because that is one of the rare historical things we are actually connected should to. Should this be our interesting archive for today? Uh, maybe. You want to hold Maybe we up? should just, yeah, you we should put this up. This will be our jump? interesting okay, archive yeah, yeah, we'll later get back on. Because you did a deep dive into this, so you know more than I do, uh, right? It, it, 
it's been a while, but we'll see what I can remember. We'll see if we can come up with it, and then we'll dig 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 into it. But um, yeah, what uh, what else has been going on? Um, oh, I recently started meditating again. Uh oh, good for you, dude. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I've tried this so many times, and I go through the same thing where like it's there's a noticeable difference at first, but it's never like what you expect. Like you expect what all the, you know, hippy dippy yoga people talk about in when they the, talk about meditating where it's like this big, in the experience, the experience, okay. like every, like the people who really push meditation, they always talk about it. Like it's this big transcendental thing. And, yeah. And it's like, no, you're just, you're closing your eyes. You're focusing on your breathing and you're kind of just centering yourself. Yeah. Uh, but it does like it, it has a pretty positive effect almost immediately i i, I struggled uh, with a little bit of that when i was meditating too this whole idea but, of clear your mind is bull yeah no yeah no it's you, not clear your you've mind you gotta go it's, in because i think that's why i've always had a hard time sticking with it is because i go in with that expectation of like this is going to be this big you know special spiritual thing and yeah. so this time around i'm kind of i'm trying to drop that pretext and it's just it's yeah well there's whether different, it's there's whether different it's five kinds. minutes or an hour you're going in there yeah. you're just you're just trying to it's not about it's not take yourself away from everything. What you're trying to do bit. is trying to in, induce uh, a thought. Uh, what's the, what's the way? Uh, a flow of thinking that's more of a receptive type of flow of thinking yeah. than a uh, offensive. So normally you're kind of thinking forward in a forward motion as you're interacting with people in the world and being on top of things, right? People tend to be more analytical. When you're meditating, you know this, I'm just saying right. it. But when you're meditating... Well, you're, you're, I mean, we might as well mansplain yeah, it to our audience. You you're know? trying <laughs> to let things come... You're trying to kind of open yourself up and let things come out. And it's in right. the way that like, when you dream, you don't really have control of your thoughts. You're trying to release the control of your thoughts. Well, and that's... When I've had success with meditating, that's kind of that headspace that you've got to get into. Is mm. You've just got to... You've got to let your thoughts flow. You can't try and focus your thoughts at all. You've, just, you've got to pick your one singular thing to focus on and yeah. everything else kind of just runs in the background. Yeah, and, and I'll do uh, a thing when I'm doing it because because there's different levels to it, right? So right. like I uh, I, know, I was curious and I was trying to, but like for the kind of meditating I was doing when it helps me and if I can ever do it again, it's more about helping to support my day-to-day. Right, and that's uh, that's what I'm going I'm for right now. I'm not looking for deep dives. I'm not trying to meet God. Right. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> like in general for me, meditating... The, the longest periods of time I've committed to it is when I'm trying to make a change to my routine sure, or trying to like implement better habits because it, it does. It helps you get into that headspace oh, yeah. of like breaking bad habits and well, implementing and it, good ones. It helps you uh, look at things as if everything's a lot simpler yes. because you're, you're a little more oh my God, disconnected yes. from things. Yeah, you, You're able to look at something that you were finding very stressful and go like, does it matter, man? I got a roof over my head. <laughs> yeah. So that's the hippie part of it, right? Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> like, like when people say they find their center, that's there's that's a lot the of center. truth to that. Yeah. But the whole like out of body experience and like, yeah, you know, and like going to this different place. Like I've never, you know, I don't think that's what meditating is supposed to be. If you want to have that experience, go do mushrooms. Well, you're not but, wrong. But here's the thing: is it's actually med- no. People- I take that back. I have there was one. Po- one time, once ever I had gotten into a really good like meditative space and I kind of did just like shut off mm. for a while. And it was like, you know, I got into this, I got into the right headspace like right away. I think I was going for half an hour. And uh, 
I mean, it went by like that. Those, those are the best. And that was just, I felt That's like I had slept eight hours and, yeah. you know, it just... That's, I was very in tune with myself that's and that was the, the one time ever. That's the benefit worth going for as a day to day. And that's something that you can, all you have to do is sit down at, for anyone that's interested. All you have to do is figure out a, a like a Hatha yoga or something that's like yeah. focused on your breath and, and sit it's, down. It's if you do that for like it's a month or two. It's literally a breathing exercise. You, you sit with good posture, you have a mantra and you just close your eyes and you breathe. Yeah. You do that for a month or two and you're going to start in being able to, to do it in like 10 minutes a day or something like yeah, that. And, and I've been doing it be on my to, breaks at work. You'll lately be able to click been... into it so much that you can just click in and out and you'll get all the benefits early on. It takes a while. Oh yeah. Like it, so the it first does, few times time, you do it, you're like, when the hell is the alarm going to go off? Or right. Whatever, so every time it. I do it, I have to start with five minutes because yeah. five minutes is one of those like worst case. I can force myself to sit still for five minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, and best case it goes by in what feels like 10 seconds and then it's time to move up my time. I usually start at 20 minutes when I get back into it, which sucks the first two times because oh, you're waiting okay, like crazy. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> Somebody's going for the family record. <laughs> no, my uncle has a family record. That's true. Because he's like a, a Uncle Ty yoga, is right? A, Uncle Ty is a uh, yogi. Yeah, he's a it's card carrying. Uh, which is like the the really like special esoteric he yoga school. Yeah, so I dug, when I started getting into it, I, it was through him. He gave me a lot of paperwork he gave me is he the Paramahansa one that gave book so that's what uh, got me, that me into meditating Paramahansa too, Yogananda's book autobiography of a yogi yes which explains it in a very and practical that's what i think we meditate way. with the same practice <laughs> the hatha yeah. yeah and so he he helped he got me that and got me going on that and uh i started doing some of the next level stuff because i was very curious uh but it takes a lot of practice so he's oh, a so much well that's he's in, been doing it for um, decades in autobiography of a yogi uh he talks about like it, you have to be able to sit there and do your hatha for hours before you have the discipline to move up to the next level yeah. and and uh, actually benefit from it. Oh yeah, my my uncle Ty is the kind of guy that can just decide on a Saturday he's going to be meditating for five hours straight. That's insane. Yeah, and to he, me, it's, it's crazy because I, just I could never it. do that. Just my because grandma, there's not enough time in the day. Well, that's what I'm saying. He so he my grandma lives on kind of in the Vadio down south and. Mm. He's got this big old plot, and, and my uncles live on just little disconnected sheds on the property, right? And they're <laughs> like, you know, they're not a part of it. They don't have electricity or anything. You know, then again, my uh, Ty, who spent a lot of life doing, you know, he partied life, a lot of drugs, like all that stuff. Started and, an energy drink company, didn't he? He started a number of companies, man. He uh, has <laughs> a lot of different jobs, a lot of different plans. I worked for him for a number of years for different companies. And, uh, yeah, I know you had all kinds of Ong Energy merch Ong for a energy, long time. That's right. That was one of his. So if you've ever had that, just know that's. Uh... If you've ever had it, no. If you didn't know me or Ty, you haven't had it. It never really picked up uh, to figure. the next level. Well, we had a lot of trouble it getting the taste. It didn't give you wings. So Ong was like a, what do I call it? It wasn't really an energy because it was more of a, it was based on a Tibetan tea uh, recipe that was designed. It was all natural. There wasn't anything in it that was hallucinogenic or anything. I mean, it wasn't a hallucinogen or anything, but it, it I didn't you. think it was until no, you it, brought it up. Now well, I'm worried it was technically THC is a hallucinogen, was, bro. Was Ty, was Ty selling like ayahuasca? No. Is that? <laughs> no, he I was, mean, that would certainly it help just, you find your center. <laughs> it calmed you out. It kind of had a, an effect like 
smoking a little bit on mm -hmm. an afternoon where you have lots of energy. Like, so it was an energy in the sense that it was never like a bummer. The problem is it was a little while when I was like 19 where I was working for him and I was helping him make it. We were trying to yeah. sell it and all that stuff. And I would like taste it with him at work. And then like you, it takes, it's like an edible. It would take a little while. <laughs> and then we'd be driving home from work and I'd be like zoning in the car like, oh, Ooh, a couple too many taste tests. <laughs> like, um, but no, Ty, so Ty has been through a lot of that stuff. And, and he uh, now he's like settled in his like kind of reached a point in his life where he's like, I'm an older man and this is where I'm at. And I, I need to continue to find my center because he's been doing the Korea for years. Right. Well, you uh, you have to practice it for well, a he's been long time he's before been you get certified it. as a yogi. Well, he was doing it a lot during a lot of these things, too. Right. Because so I'm he, pretty sure there are like there's levels of. Korea practitioners too, right? Uh, I, I'm not it's, entirely I, sure. I want to say it's like a pyramid scheme, but I'm not 100% sure. No, I don't <laughs> think it's like that. I think it's more of like a mentorship or a, if you yeah. want to go that. he. But like my Uncle Ty is the kind of guy, he's can be a little testy at times. So like he went to one of their like silent retreats where you go for like two or three days and no one talks. And he was like, that sucked. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> like, And he's more of a hermit. I like to, th in my mind, he's a hermit. He, he'll just go in his shed and he'll so he's on these he was talking to me about i was trying to get to, to before is there's different kinds of yoga uh that you can practice and he's gone up to these higher levels so the next one after hatha after years of practice or whatever i cannot remember the name of it but the point of it is it, oh, the, it's like the om yeah the om right the point is to meditate yourself through hatha into this other meditation in the kriya to well, and to hear the hum of the universe, to hear right, the word of God. You're supposed to like visualize something specific, right? I don't remember that being a part of I, it. I don't. I know it's laid out a little bit in autobiography of Yogi, but I really don't remember. Uh, there's that. a visualization element, I think, in like uh, de-stressing and all that stuff. A lot of a lot of meditations I include it, focusing I on like a flower. That was where you are supposed to like focus on your third eye or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the hatha you are supposed to as well. You're supposed to close your, uh, not, not look up, but fair. like focus your eye up and try and yeah. see try from and a perspective your above your eyes. Your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are, you're in all of them. You're supposed to kind of focus on your third eye and, and trying to open that and look through whatever. It doesn't really, it's not, the thing is, it's not about, and the thing, it's not about looking through. And the thing, by the way, that I love about Bahamanzi Yogananda and Kriya and all that stuff is he incorporates all the Christian texts into oh, it yeah. too and the amount of times where he's like does this teaching and then he goes and look and shows you some teachings of jesus christ or something like that well, and that then go he'll bring right up, along like he's with this up and you're like wow you point that out and i'm travels. realizing that you're saying jesus is saying the yeah. same thing as these guys like maybe there's a deeper meaning there that i didn't catch well and he's he talked about like he's met people through his travels who've reached similar levels of enlightenment through prayer yep because it's all the same concept met, uh, at the end of the day it's all you know, thirties or whatever, and he met a saint in Europe, a Christian, a Catholic saint, and the woman. I is this the woman that was name. like paralyzed? She was bleeding. I think she had the stigmatas and stuff. Okay, uh, and she, and he found like come to find that she achieved a certain level of what's the word enlightenment, yeah. oneness, or self realization is what that he calls she had it. Cured herself, but she was no. The stigmatas were part of the. It wasn't the cure. It was, it was, she like bled for Christ. It was, I don't remember all the details, but there, there was a lot of things like that. You're right. There were people that found similar uh, self-realization through the teachings of Christ. Well, and then there's like Mike Rodolfi, who's found uh, enlightenment through Buddha. Sure. Naturally. Well, you don't know, <laughs> Buddha teaches that you find enlightenment through, enlightenment through yourself, bro. Come on. 
Okay, yeah, but he <laughs> he learned that on his path to Buddhism. <laughs> Dharma and whatnot. Dude, Ty would tell me about the first time he like experienced it, and he was like, because he's always been very uh, skeptical of a lot of stuff, right? Right. And the Hatha really helped calm him down and find a little more peace, so he kept going with it. And the first time it finally, like, he's like, heard it. He was like, just focusing, I'm doing it forever and whatever. And I'm like, finally do it because I have time. And then he hears this vibration and then it turns into this hum. And he's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, cause he, he meditates with noise canceling headphones on, um, because he doesn't want any sound. I mean, he can do it without them. Like I have to have earbuds in when I do it. Yeah. Complete silence. So he does noise canceling headphones and not headphones, like the actual, like right. Construction worker, noise cancelers. Yeah. And uh, so it's just dead silence. He said the first time he experienced it, it was so enveloping. He just started bawling. Like <laughs> it sounds like, like Joe Rogan just, talking ooh. about like sensory deprivation. We should get Ty on Joe Rogan. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get Ty on here first, <laughs> and then he can pull us up once he's been oh, on Joe Rogan. I'd love to have Ty. On here. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I can't wait till some of this fat take stuff starts taking off a little more to we're doing this full time because that would be great. I'd love to do like all right, let's do a trip down to San Diego. Let's do a trip up to, to Oregon to yeah. Tatum. And have, well, I don't know. She didn't want to be on the We'll go to freaking Pennsylvania. Yeah. Danielle and Jake would probably come on the podcast. Oh, I would for sure. I'd love to do a podcast with D and Jake. You know, oh, it would like, be so much fun. We should just hold off Jen on and Jefferson's. Sam would probably Yeah, have we no could grill Sam about it. peeing on the, in the pool. <laughs> yeah. We uh, should probably start clarifying that there are multiple Sams in our family. There are, yes. Sam that you heard <laughs> on the last episode, two episodes ago. Whatever, Samantha. The first bonus. That's Samantha, my sister. Yeah, this Sam, is Samuel. Samuel, no, no last name, is married to my other sister, Jen. And they live in uh, Maryland. And then, no, no there's two Jakes. Yeah, Danielle. Okay, no, I think everything else is yeah. square. I think that's, that's <laughs> the only two people in the family with the same name. Sam and Sam, yeah. At least... On so this far. side of the family, because <laughs> on my on my side of the family, the sweet side, there's two Michelles. Oh yeah, um, Very it gets close really confusing. And there's two, they, they we have two mics have the on the show all name. the time. <laughs> One of them we refer to as Mike Rodolfi exclusively. So. <laughs> That's fair. The other one, we I don't think ever actually call Mike. No, <laughs> so it makes it easier. Uh, anyways. We're almost uh, not at time, but like since we're digging into the Rodolfi plot, we should just jump into it. Unless you have anything else Wait, you want to talk about, real quick. Um, so have you been have you been sticking with your Dune reading? I haven't read since we last talked. Okay, yeah, because I I finished the book. And oh really? You, you should power through it, man. That it, my goal it gets is, really good. My goal is to listen next week uh, a lot. It is like the whole it. third act of the book. It is so hard to put down. Really, I've had a. a my work week has been very scattered this week and last week because of the cabin yeah. trip, obviously, I didn't. Well, that was I, I missed a deadline for the book club because of the cabin oh, trip really? and it was the last five chapters <laughs> of the book. So as soon as we got home, I like sat down and was trying to power through it. Nice. Dead tired from four days of <laughs> day drinking and staying up late and waking up early, just trying to stay conscious to finish this book. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I will get to it hopefully soon. I. I kept thinking I'm going to start it to like today. I was like, I'll start it. I'm like working for like three hours now. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, and this, I got to do this and that. It's like, okay, I gotta make that call. Like I'm only gonna be able to listen to like 10 minute fragments. It's not worth it. Oh yeah. Next week I have a job. To be fair, you're at a point where there are still like 10 minute chapters. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're, 
really early on the whole first act of the book there's just a bunch of like five page chapters that was why <sighs> we bumped our reading schedule up from four chapters a week to five oh, okay. then we get into book two and they're all like 30 page chapters <laughs> <laughs> well i uh next week i'm gonna be <clears throat> we're working on an interior all week and the, i mean the customers are out of town so I have time. I'm not going to be working with a bunch of, like, I'm not going to have to answer a bunch of questions constantly. And, right. And yeah. So next week will be definitely a week where I get a lot of it done. A lot of it read. We'll see. Right. Have, are, are you, have you read Thursday Next yet? Uh, not yet. Oh, I should have recommended that in the book club. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's you another, said it's on your Audible, right? Yeah. Okay. It's I'm going to have to check that out. It's fairly quick. It's like half as long as Dune. Um, oh. That's, it, it, you, it might be an interesting that's one That's all for it your takes to club. sell me. <laughs> It it might be it might be an interesting one for your book club. Honestly, it might it's be. a very bizarre. It is. I'm excited. Book. I put um, a renegade history of the United States in the running for the next book to read. That's an interesting. I would imagine book clubs are more of a novelization kind of thing. There, it, but everybody has their interests in nonfiction. There's actually there's been quite a few huh? um, that like have been bounced around. Um, okay. The Ugh. other one I'm excited. The other one I'm excited More is whiskey. in the running for our next book is uh, North Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Love that book. Amazing book. Absolutely <laughs> love that book. I love anything Neil Gaiman does. I don't oh, care he's what it incredible. is. Incredible. You need to watch the uh, Neverwhere TV show yes. from the '90s. I have also been told by several people now that I need to watch Good Omens. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because like I I know him Good. as an author and Can I, I love him as an author. Yes, please. Um. Uh. So I'm. I really want to see what his do that he's first. With I love stuff. I love this Neverwhere thing. Good omens thing. or ne Neverwhere first. Good omens first. Okay. I love Neverwhere. Uh, I really do because it's like totally '90s English, like <laughs> bad. <laughs> you know, like, but it's such a fun thing. And the book I loved. I read the book first, which apparently is the wrong order. The show was first, and the show was like B movie shows freaking awesome that that uh, sounds awesome <laughs> neil gaiman b-movie show 90s yeah that's no for sure like quit drilling you've already struck oil <laughs> <laughs> but definitely watch good omens first because good omens is modern neil gaiman uh where his stuff is gold and he's got i mean what was it uh, uh david david tennant and martin Sh martin sheen Right? Oh my God! I need to watch the show. Dude, you didn't know David Tennant, Martin Sheen weren't, dude. No, I just knew it was a Neil Gaiman. David show. Tennant and Martin Sheen play a, de a demon and an angel, and it, they're basically the main characters. It's not it's, the story's bigger than them, but yeah. like, um, no, you absolutely. I've watched it <laughs> and I've read the book. I've read the book twice. Right. <laughs> I will it's like such a good show. And the cool noted. thing is, they just got greenlit for a second season, and there's no second book. Ooh. So Neil Gaiman is, uh, he wrote it with somebody. I, hold on. I'm going to sound like a jerk. Real quick while you're looking that up, like hi, both him and Thaddeus Russell are such incredible authors. I really hope one of those books gets picked. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I've read them both already. So those aren't the ones I voted for because <laughs> <laughs> I want something I haven't read. <laughs> God, why can't I find it? Discover. There we go. Uh, taking forever. Um no, not good ones. Good ones. <laughs> Terry Pratchett. Oh. It's a it's a okay. book written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Obviously, I think Terry, Pr Terry Pratchett is past. Uh, but Neil Gaiman is one of the writers on the second season of That's the show. awesome. Oh, I didn't put more whiskey. 
Oh, real quick. This guy or like, let's save it. Yeah. Real quick too. Yeah. Um, I've got a bone to pick with uh, a certain other podcast out there called They Might Be Bronies. Never heard of it. Sounds like trash. Where uh, one of the co-hosts seems to think the sequel rule is that the sequel is always better than the original. Oh, yeah. He pulled that on me. Yeah. He told me that you, you guys argue just, about I'm, that. I'm he ready to start a podcast war over this, goddammit. He's dead wrong, man. Like, you know, he's not wrong that the they movies he listed. Bronies is dead to me. Yeah, I agree. I'm leaving. <laughs> And that, that <laughs> other co-host, man. He's oh, handsome, he's... but uh <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, dude, I, it, it's frustrating because well, he's he, not He pulls he's not up like wrong. five examples, and that's the only five yeah. examples. And that's the rule. Like, that's not the rule. If <laughs> yeah. You can only think of five. If, if what else is one of your uh, yeah. <laughs> list Let me items. see. What else? <laughs> dude, now that drove me nuts. He's not yeah. wrong, but that's why Cars those two, are. Toy Story 2 was worse than Toy Story 1 while we're on the Pixar train. The, it, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. But the original uh, Toy Story is better. The original Toy Story is more iconic. I don't know. I enjoyed the original Toy Story more. I think that the Toy Story movies are... They're a gray area. I'll, they are, I'll I think the quality is, is thorough. The thorough quality that, throughout. Yeah, for sure. They're all good movies. Yeah. I, just, I think that an I argument could be made. I think that's a bad example against okay, Mike. I'll be well, honest. Well, all right, so here's here's the one I used that I had him stumped on was Rocky 1 is way better than Rocky 2. Okay. I, Rocky 2 is a good movie. Sure. Rocky 1 is... Well, because it's so different from the rest of them. The rest of them just turn into, like, 80s sports movies. Well, and but you the first that, one was an art piece. You notice that all of his, his picks are things that went on to have full series or trilogies yeah. that are iconic. The second one's the best. Also, and it's like, also, yeah. he is full of shit on the dark world. That is not better than the first yeah, Thor no, movie. Yeah, I agree. That was completely Although wrong. Although Thor Ragnarok is the best of all three of them. Of all three of the Thor movies? No, it's not that. It's I, I, I have a weird relationship with Thor Ragnarok because the first time I saw it, it was so not what I was expecting. And I didn't understand the shift they were doing because Marvel's pretty thorough. Um, oh, dude, the teaser came really out with Zeppelin in it, me. and that was that was all I needed to be excited for. I it confused <laughs> me. Me and Chelsea watched it, and we're like, I don't get it. And then, uh, to be fair, everything we rewatched, everything in order, and like all that, and everything Thor has become since then. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it that's all kind of makes that's sense. a great movie. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, of course, it's got the great little like the lightning's been inside you the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need your hammer, Thor. Yeah, but then the next movie opens up with Thor needs a hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's BS. I don't agree with that at all. He, he, the funny thing is the argument you can sit and go, "What about this movie?" What about this? Okay, no, no, that was not better. No, that was not better. Like you're naming the second movie is better in all these iconic trilogies. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what to say, bro. One I will grant him, and I I will happily grant this one is Shrek 2 is an exception to the sequel rule, which is one that I don't believe he mentioned on the podcast, but it's, you think it's Shrek one that I Shrek 2 is better believe. than the first? Yes. Shrek 2 is far, far away. Yes. Uh, see, I... 
I look I, at it the same way that you look at Toy Story. Like, I was going to say it's the same thing as Toy Story. Because the Toy Shrek Story, 2 was a more enjoyable movie. Shrek 2 and Toy Story 2 both do the thing where they take the iconicness of the first and they explore the world further in a similar, um, fresh take kind of way. Well, and It's well done, but it may not be on its own without the first movie. It may not be, it wouldn't be able to hold its own that's, water. That's fair and all. But like, like so I'm not saying you're wrong. Re- I'm yeah. saying the same argument with Toy Story 2. Right. I think that that's fair. You could argue either way. But here's my argument with Shrek 2, and I guess this does kind of apply with Toy Story 2, too. But the one thing that Shrek 2 has that the first Shrek didn't was the entire final act of Shrek 2 was just balls to the wall action the whole time. Pretty much front, like they broke Shrek out of jail. They went and yeah. baked the giant gingerbread cookie I mean, there was uh the whole thing was set to i need a hero that uh, you're talking about the literal the last montage that wasn't the whole second third act that, of the show not not the, the third act but like the final act because i don't know is it an act is that the right no no you're but I there's the final uh the climax yeah yeah it, but yeah like like there's yeah, the climax is just it's great a hype, but I would I, again I would argue I don't know that without the first Shrek that that is as uh, great without that first one behind it. And no, I'm not and I'm and not I'll saying you're wrong. That. I'll agree with that because the first Shrek is amazing. Yeah, and what's the iconic car? The thing in the first Shrek is like rushing to to stop the wedding and all that stuff. Yeah, it's not as action packed, but. Again, it, that was only well, action because he had all these fairy tale creatures on his side. It does with you as much. That like last part of the movie. Uh, yeah, maybe that was like that's that was not the peak of Shrek One. You know what sticks with you in Shrek One is the montage of sadness before. Yes, that that sticks with you when Donkey's at the river and then the dragon shows up and yeah, that sticks oh, yeah. with you a little bit more. But it's it's the same thing like Shrek Two. It it's that same. Um, I don't know if phenomenon's the right word, but like with with Rocky too, when Adrian's in the hospital bed and she says, you know, I need you to do one thing for me, win. And then the rest of the movie is just hype. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, like there's a major turning point towards the end of the film yeah. and it just, it flips a switch. Real, yeah. Real quick before we leave Shrek though. Have you seen the... Uh, mama bear thing maybe <laughs> there's a whole thing that that, pe- that the internet has discovered recently that uh at the beginning of the movie you see them rounding up the fairy tale creatures that's where donkey's like talking the whole time like he's yeah. a flying talking donkey right <laughs> um and in that scene there's an image of mama bear and papa bear and baby bear all like in cages together right right and then a little later they all the fairy tale creatures show up in shrek swamp and oh, I have Papa seen Bear this. is there with Baby Bear, but no Mama Bear. And then much later, we Was cut to Lord Farquaad, Farquaad yeah, in his bear bed, rug. and he's got a bear rug that's got the bow, the same, but <sighs> it's Mama Bear. <laughs> it's his bear rug. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Pretty no, brutal. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's that's also kind of what made Shrek so great was like, oh, yeah, compared to Disney and Pixar and shit, it was edgy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think people always say that, but I, 
I think Disney movies are a lot that, edgier than you realize. That is true. People tend like, to go like, oh, Disney's just cheesy and cheap and whatever. It's like, no, it's really not. I mean, uh, you could say a lot of like the Disney phenomenon, the Disney corporate, all of these like things you could argue, up but brutal like death yeah, happens the in movies, Disney movies. Like, the up movie just starts with a cancer story. Yeah. You know, like it's it hurts to think about. <laughs> like it's they they, they don't shy well, away from like, that stuff. Like Maybe going, not, going way back, Snow White. They literally like, I mean, yes, she's the bad guy, but they just, they push her off a cliff. Maleficent? The evil queen. Maleficent yeah, yeah. was Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Which Snow also, White. that, like. You said it like uh, Snow White was pushed off a cliff. No, 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 no yeah. No, yeah, they Snow they White, the they pushed her off a cliff. No, although she, <laughs> quote unquote, died too. Yeah, in a way. I mean, yeah, no, it was a relatively brutal think about death that at scene the time the queen, when it, Or like, like Gaston, they dropped Gaston to his death. Yeah. Again, off a cliff. Well, and imagine the, the uh, first people to watch Snow White. It was one of the first, like, it's not the normal, quirky, goofy comedy. That's what made it so fascinating. It was a movie. There was an emotional connection for people. And that moment with Snow White being, like, dead and everyone's crying, like, I wonder what the, the audience is when that hap came out. Like, do you think they were like, holy crap, it's a I cartoon mean, and she's dead in a glass casket. And it yeah. wasn't called a glasket. And it always bothers me. And then some ogre came up and was like, no, 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 dead broad, <laughs> off the, the table. table. <laughs> Bring uh, it around. <laughs> Call back. Call back. Uh, let's talk about the Rudolphi plot. Yeah, all right. We, we've dilly-dallied enough. You start giving us the recollection since you've dug into it a little bit. I'm going to pull all something right. up. Uh, since you're pulling it up, I'll leave the fact checking to you. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so basically in the uh, Elizabethan era... Um, there was a Italian banker. You remember his name? By the, I don't remember the first name. Roberto Rodolfi. Roberto Rodolfi. That's right. Great, great grandpa Roberto. <laughs> Who, um, because Queen Elizabeth was a Protestant, he had basically formed a conspiracy to assassinate her and put Mary, Queen of Scots, on the English throne because she was a Catholic. That's right. Um, Roberto was an international banker who was able to travel between Brussels, Rome, and Madrid to gather support without attracting too much suspicion. So I'm just going to tag, yeah, tag go, him. Go for go, it. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, Keep hit going. me with the facts as you go. But um, if I remember right, the it, it never really went beyond just being a conspiracy. By the way, because, this was in um, 1571. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because... That was pretty much it. Like, no real action was taken. It was just a bunch of messages that were sent back and forth. Yeah. Um, they didn't actually... They were talking about trying to do it, but they yeah, nothing but yeah, actually like, happened. Like, a courier got intercepted. And, uh, yeah, I remember and that. And the queen had literally everybody in the conspiracy killed except for two people. Mary, Queen of Scots, who she couldn't kill for, like, yeah. political reasons. And Roberto Rodolfi who escaped the authorities and went back to Italy and went on to have a very successful career in Italy's Senate. I don't think I knew that part. Yeah. Let me pull up Roberto Rodolfi. Let's see. Oh, great grandpa, Italian and Florentine nobleman and conspirator. Uh, actually, Maybe that's, that's why our family loves chicken Florentine so much is because <laughs> we are a Florentine well, family. What's funny is we did that thing where we found our family's coat of arms because like there's that thing you can go to the historical society and find your family's coat of arms. That's where we found out that our name is the original branch name of uh, 
all those other t- like Rodolfo, Rudolph, and all these other ones, right? Um, they're all branches off of the Rodolfi name, which is the main surname or something like that. Right. Obviously, we're not well, connected, and, and but Grandpa we're all kind of connected. Say Rodolfi was like Smith in Italy, but I think but he was. I, f- I, I, with us too. I think he, he was such a modest guy. I just I think he wanted to downplay it. I wonder. Maybe he knew about Rodol- Roberto or what's his name. Maybe. Because there's because Roberto, maybe he was like, no, no. The plot here. I came to the U.S. to get rid to get away from all that. The plot here thickens a little bit too, because I want to say it was like one of Roberto's daughters or like sisters or nieces or something, some relatively immediate relative of Roberto's. He married them off to join the Medici family. Yeah, I think you told me that. Which I, I mean, like, so that's. We we also, it's entirely possible we come from the Medici's, and I mean it, it, it makes mean, perfect in, sense. At least they were partially, both big yeah. banking families in well, that, Florence that's what I was kind of getting at with our family logo. We didn't know much. Uh, we kind of that's kind of how we learned about all this connection. Was uh, we got the the coat of arms, and the coat of arms is a pile of gold. <laughs> right, like it, it, there's a yeah. bunch of other stuff on it too, but like the main thing. Where the, thing hell, with the, like where the hell is all that money now? There's the nobility <laughs> slash and the the gold, and it's like whoa, uh, and that's. But they told us like the yeah, lady told me the like that's aren't big on generational wealth. The blue we didn't or the whatever. Shit. Yeah, the, well, the thing is like the sash and the color meant the nobility. The gold meant we're, it was bankers. There was a lot of bankers. Right. It, it didn't mean that we we're like just Scrooge McDuck, McDuckin over here. You know, although I I would like to think Roberto was Scrooge McDuckin it. <laughs> you know, just like walking around with a top hat and no pants. Yeah, became a senator, died in 1612. So that was, he lived like 40 years after. Well, he the went plot. back to Italy and, and worked for the Pope, apparently, <laughs> and became a senator. So, yeah, he was just, he was a very powerful man. Yeah. Well, th- <laughs> I just read that the reason that he got away when she couldn't execute him because he was in Paris at the time. And he heard that, oh, they caught the person, like, executed everyone. He was like, okay, that's done. Bye. <laughs> Back to Italy. Like, All right. All right I'm Ro- out. It's the Rodolfi way. No, you know what? You know what Roberto said? When that happened, he was like, peace. Late. Late. Out. <laughs> uh, no, that oh. is a trip. And, and the biggest trip of all. Um is what was it like assassin's creed brotherhood there is that mission like because you can recruit the other assassins and send uh, them out on missions oh yeah oh and there yeah. was a, a rodolfi there, plot mission yeah i remember i sent you a picture and, yeah and it was like <laughs> it was labeled like the rodolfo plot yeah but Rodol- it was the description was the exact same which is weird i don't know why they did that it's like <laughs> how about did you change some things but not others but yeah it was exactly it it was like Roberto Rodolfo. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Didn't bother real, to really change the name. Stealthy, guys. Yeah. Florentine banker Re- Roberto Rodolfo. Yeah. Is <laughs> trying to kill Queen Elizabeth and put. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that. I was like, what? It's funny, too, because this. Like, I thought this was some insignificant thing, because for a long time, the only thing I could find on it was like a one paragraph Wikipedia page. Uh huh. Then all of a sudden, I started seeing it everywhere i feel like, like more information has come out too i well when well, we like first my mom found likes it, it was, to talk about she watched uh i want to say it was, rain yeah rain yeah and they had an like a whole thing Rodolfi. yeah roberto Rodolfi was 
in the show. Yeah. Well, um, no, he was Archbishop Rodolfi. He's thought to be and assumed to be Ru- Roberto. Right. Ro- even on the Wikipedia page, it says thought but to be. still. Or uh, like I took uh, in college, I took a Renaissance history class. And so obviously we spent a lot of time studying like Florence and, yeah. you know, Michelangelo painting by numbers with a Da Vinci kit. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and there was there was a whole like chunk of the textbook devoted to the Rodolfi plot. Like we we devoted time to talking about it in class. And I'm just sitting there like, uh, I'm a Rodolfi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's an interesting thing, too, is I'm starting to put this together that maybe Grandpa knew more than he let on. Maybe so there was uh, some family shame because family record for most conspiracies goes to Roberto Rodolfi. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> most plots to kill the Queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that that's an element of our family history. We tried to murder Queen Elizabeth. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think Grandma knew more than he was saying. Maybe that's why they were like, "Let's get out of here." Well, Cause, I mean, not that well, the Queen of England ro- like ruled he over grew there up but, in Rome. But when we asked, remember we used to ask, like, "Yo, where do we come from before that?" And he was like, uh, "The tu- we were Tuscany from Tuscany. Like our family came from Tuscany hundreds of years, then Rome for hundreds of years, or whatever." And it's like Florence is the capital of Tuscany. I thought Tuscany was like a part of. Uh, no, nah, it makes more sense. Well, I got but it Florence right here. Was a city Florence in is a city in central Italy and the capital city of the Tuscany region. So Tuscany, oh, wow. yeah. So you had that prepared. I just like, checked it out real quick. <laughs> you knew I was going to call bullshit on that. Uh, I wasn't that. I just double checked for myself. <laughs> to be honest, I thought that was the case. I was putting it together as we talked, and I googled it real fast. But that's what he always say. We're like, oh, we're in Tuscany. Oh, Tuscany. You know, it's like you would like play us. Like, oh, you don't know Italy. You know, it's Tuscany. It's like the yeah, the wild and the yeah. you know Tuscany. It's just Tuscany. You know, like, yeah. It's because to me, you know, like, like, the, someone says Tuscany, it sounds like, oh, that's just like, all the hills and you know, well, like, t- there are no cities there. Well, I mean, when somebody says Tuscany to me, I think, you know, sand people from Star Wars. <laughs> really? It's imme- the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. It's immediately where my mind jumps every time. Not where that, my mind goes at all. That or the book that I've heard a lot about but never read under the Tuscan sun. No idea what it's about. I, I think of the... Uh, there was a level in AC2 that was like the in the it wasn't Tuscany, but it, it was like it was like in the rural Tuscany yeah, where you, you board the like, shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember, remember what that? you're talking about. It was like a little tiny town. That makes me think of well, Tuscany. And like the home base area, the villa was uh in Tuscany. Tuscany, that te- technically that was Tuscany too, yeah. So I I, I have like a For just all we a know, that's based on the Rodolfi Villa. Country <laughs> hills and like, you know, that Italian meadows on the hills or whatever. Like that's what's in my mind. Um now that you now that you bring it all up, he was for sure downplaying it. Yeah. Like <laughs> Well, and he kept that letter in his pocket at all times. It was all old and aged. And he said, like, no one's allowed to look at this. You'll inherit it when I'm gone. <laughs> and then my dad got it and he was like, No, I can't talk to you about it. Remember that? That's funny too. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm a Buddhist now. Like I have a, to be a Buddhist now. Didn't he wear like a mysterious ring that he would never explain? Yeah, yeah, and that sounds familiar too. Yeah. He, he would he would go to these meetings he wouldn't talk about. He was a member of this Italian club. This Italian that was club, very secretive. Yeah. That's true. All those <laughs> like green you are and red now a robes. Member of. So what uh, what's that all about, buddy? Uh, I'm not allowed to show you the handshake. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the Colombo Club is the handshake thing. Oh, there is a handshake. No, there's not. That's the oh. fun thing. But uh, Dewey, when he got me in there, like the whole time, he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna learn the handshake." Because you know, again, this is the 
The Colum- the the chicken. This Florentine. is the same guy who every time we went to the Colombo yep. Club would go. Oh yeah, we're having chicken Florentine tonight. He, he was and my it would never be chicken Florentine. He was my sponsor, and like leading up to it, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna go. You take the oath. You learn the handshake. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool handshake. What's the handshake? Whatever. And then like, I finally go there after all like months of this getting ready for it or whatever. And like we go there and like no, just the handshake or whatever. And I like turn him. I was like, there was no handshake. Was there? And he just started cracking up, you know, like, <laughs> I know. And so, of course, when I got back, like Mikey's asking me about it, like, hey, you joined this club? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Took an oath, learned a handshake. He's like, oh, show me the handshake. <laughs> like, I can't no. show you. I can't show you the handshake, dude. Like, oh, come on. Show me the handshake. I won't tell anyone. Just I want to see the handshake. And I was like, OK, OK, show the handshake. Like, I just like put my hand out. <laughs> you know, like, and he just shook it. And I was like, yeah, that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. God, our family likes to mess with each other, don't oh, they? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny talking about it like it's a secret society too. Because I'm trying to come up with some like mysterious sounding Italian name yeah. that you would give a secret society, and it's like there already is one. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like the Illuminati already Illuminati. maybe exists. I can't say whether or not it the does. Illuminati already definitely for sure maybe doesn't possibly will never is <laughs> I don't know in control of maybe nothing. if we get Alex Jones on the podcast he can elaborate for us but <laughs> it's full of lizard people <laughs> oh man he was right about a lot <laughs> I love those memes I love those memes like, so oh, we're yeah. just not going to talk about Alex Jones was right about all these things huh <laughs> Well, it's like everybody jumps to like three things. They jump to like the Sandy Hook or the, oh, the fluoride in the water's turning the frogs gay. Or, but that's what I mean about the ones because know, like, they all, found the it really is happening. Or the interdimensional vampires. But like, well, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He has a lot of conspiracy theories that are very like rational and come from a very rational well, place. The, and the he just, he takes them to those extremes. The frog thing happened. It did. Yeah, you haven't heard about there's no, a meme no, no, go- no, that's no, what started this I wasn't this asking. Meme. I was confirming. Yeah, yeah that was the absolutely. start of the meme. Everyone's like, yeah, man, these chemicals from the plants or whatever. I still don't fully understand like, how you measure homosexuality and frogs. Well, it's not. It's it's they it's causing the hormonal imbalances and it's causing some of them to mutate genders or something like that. So oh, interesting. He's a shock job. I never right? looked. So, like, I never looked further into it than the memes. So I had no frogs, idea that it was some it, chemicals from government spill off causing the frogs to Jurassic Park. You know, he's he's calling it turning the frogs. You know, he's bombastic and right. he's an alarmist and all that stuff. So, like, but, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not, he's, dude, those dude's are, nuts. Those don't are get me my wrong. Absolute I love those Joe Rogan Rogan episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then, whenever Tim Dillon gets him, or not Tim Dillon, uh, Tim, Tim Pool. No, Tim Dillon was on Rogan with Alex with him, Jones. Yeah. That was a fun episode. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> No, um, yeah, so was Michael Malice and Alex Jones yeah, on Michael Tim Malice Pool. That was because, like, they have a way of picking the perfect guest to be on a panel with yeah. this nut job. <laughs> like, well, the fact that my, Michael Malice started going off and getting <laughs> 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 what did he start going off on Trump or something like yeah. that? And like, even Alex Jones, like, hey man, hey, that's yeah, not that's uh, like too uh, far. Hey, be, be realistic, <laughs> be realistic. That's too far. <laughs> Michael Miles is like, this isn't even conspiracy theory. <laughs> Michael, you need to take off your tinfoil hat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alex Jones. I remember. Uh, He's such a speaking character. Speaking of going back to Ty, <laughs> callback. That's how I learned of Alex Jones. Really? Um, 
I learned I about heard him through voice. the whole Pierce Morgan thing. Okay, I, I heard about him. It was which is also right around the time Ben Shapiro blew up, right? For the same reason? I don't remember. They both like got into it with Pierce Morgan over the same thing because he was trying to get right-wing nut jobs on there, mm-hmm. and they just went viral. <laughs> I, I heard him in 2005. I remember my, I was working for my uncle, like I told you, and, and there was times when I worked at his house, and he would like, I'd be like scanning things or doing whatever kind of paperwork he needed me to do. And I would just hear, I don't know, tell him to do this. You know, like it's just kind of like mumble in the background and they're like interview radio show. And finally one day I was like, what is this? <laughs> like this guy really hates George W. Bush. Like he was our president at the time, you know, like that's so funny because everyone calls him such a far right dude. Yeah. I know. And he People, hated George my Bush. My first impression of him was like George W. Bush is the, uh, you know, like the anti-Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, and so like, it's funny because just my, my uncle Ty, who's the yogi ended up because of that started my deep dive into conspiracy. Cause he's like, Oh, this is Alex Jones. Like, okay. Dude, so he gave me like the, the nine 11 videos conspiracy and, stuff. Yeah. And then that led to the nine 11 videos led to like uh, uh freedom to fascism by, um, Oh my God. I've had too much to drink. What the hell is his name? Aaron. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of it either. Oh, I'm going to just, you're driving me nuts actually. Uh, uh Speaking of conspiracy stuff, too, have you ever watched? I think we've talked about this before. It was, um, it was some like two-hour conspiracy so. movie about uh, aliens, aliens and like cryptid. It was, it was something ancient where aliens. like uncovered or un. It wasn't ancient aliens. No, <laughs> although I do love that show. Yeah, I do uh, too. It's no, but it was pres- it was some pleasure. like two-hour Netflix documentary about um aliens and like i'm we're not saying aliens exist but this is how the government would cover it up if they did and all these random like phenomenon dating back to roswell i think i showed it to you but i can't remember what it was called it was like uncovered or unclassified that's with what's his name uh steven something yeah from Um, the joe rogan experience right that's right he's been on rogan too yeah yeah yeah. no i listened this to that episode the, it was what the hell crazy intense it wasn't stephen fry was it no no because that's somebody else yeah that's someone no stephen fry is the narrator on audible very good narrator by the way i love the way he did sherlock um yeah no that those are good i love conspiracy like, movies, that, one so. went, that one went really in depth and they found like actual realistic ways to connect all the dots yeah uh it was something like the sr-71 has technology that you know or stealth technology that was completely unheard of at the time and this is why because roswell and area 51 you, you want to go the crazy i mean that one so his was the more realistic where i was like wow i can kind of believe this uh although i shouldn't say that like all of it is. That's the joy of conspiracy. It's like kind of yeah. going to a haunted house or something, right? Like, well, if you do a deep enough dive, you can find some way to connect the dots that sounds realistic, but it's still just... It's starting from a place of taking the the premise as a given, right? Right. And that's that's the issue with, with well, a lot of conspiracy. And that's it's such an interesting thing with conspiracy theorists in particular, because there are some that start with these wild claims... And they build a stronger and stronger case as they go. And then you've got the Alex Joneses who start with a relatively reasonable, strong case. And then it just devolves into interdimensional vampires. And my, have you have you dug into? Uh, I've showed you some, <laughs> but 
My, I think my favorite, because I've dug a lot into this, my favorite is like Michael Tassarian and, and Jordan Maxwell. Uh, Jordan Maxwell's big on like the lizard people and, uh, and uh, Planet X. Is it Planet X? I forget. No, there's a name for it. But like he did, does all these deep dives into that. Michael Tassarian does mostly like alternate history, mm. um, which I, I love it because it make like you listen to it. And first he's like, he's like, yeah, okay. So the story of Adam and Eve, it wasn't that it was two civilizations, the Adams and the Eves. And it was about a nuclear Holocaust. And you're like, what you've, you've showed yeah. me all this. Well, and you're like, it's, what? But then you sit in like an hour into it. You're like, Oh, and there's like trace amounts true. of radiation oh, yeah. in the <laughs> middle of the fucking Sahara. He's showing you these like <laughs> hieroglyphics that are like, tell me that doesn't look like a hi- uh, helicopter. And you're yeah. like, that's a helicopter. <laughs> you know, like, and like, no, it was probably it, just like, a T. Like, I don't know. No, some of them are. It's like some of them are it's, it's a guilty but, pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> there's, but there's something I think my favorite is Michael Tassarian because it blends history. Ancient aliens does a lot of like. We can't explain this except for those people so, that explained aliens. it. So aliens. <laughs> Michael Tassarian takes this deep dive of where, where it's like, all right, read it like this. Well, the original, you know, the source for this is in the Bible and it says this. Well, that's the King James Version. Go back to the original Aramaic and it says this. And you're like, whoa, that's a whole different thing it's saying. And then apply it to this, which is said here in this other, you know what I mean, Sumerian text or whatever. And you're like, oh, crap, that goes together. You know, like. He starts giving you all these puzzle pieces, and you're like, what is happening? I have no idea if any of it's true. I mean, how could yeah. you? No, you know? there's no way. And I'm not going to take the time to research this shit beyond yeah, well, watching documentaries. That's what they're for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're the ones who can call the government people and possibly, you know, disappear or die by suicide of two shots to the back of the head. Yeah, suicided, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, though, is this... That's where it gets you. Like you start to believe that stuff because you see stuff like that in the media. Everyday people, even those that trust the government, you still see people that are suicided with a shotgun shot to the back of the head, called <laughs> and deemed a suicide. And it's someone that was about to break a breaking story on some politician. You're like, the average person sees that. And even if they want it to fall in line, a it's a little like, strange. This is even the if world it's... we live in, and somehow it gets forgotten in a week. That's the, the like, like a certain crazy person thing. who didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> a couple people now. Yeah. Oh my god, that one. Freaking McAfee. Have you man. heard like speaking of conspiracy theories? Have you been hearing there's all kinds of conspiracy theories coming yes. out about that now? Like he yes. had like he had a dead man switch, and yes. that's what that building collapse in Florida was. The things about the building in Florida, that's weird. Well, because he he was like an owner of the building. He right? owned a unit and he supposedly was there was information saying that he had like uh, physical copies of some of the things that he was going to release about politicians and stuff in there. Um, because apparently he claimed on some other ones that he like gifted the government, all of these like computers yeah, and I heard spyware about that. on them and gathered all this information There's about human no trafficking way, right? and like, stuff. It, it felt almost like Trump esque watching that interview. And he's Kinda like, BSing. Hey, within two weeks I had control of the entire U S government's computer system. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, we would I don't have know. heard about that. I, but the thing is, like, you would have been branded as a terrorist in a heartbeat. Except that the government has always been less tech savvy. That's true. They've always been 10 years behind the tech. That's and so, like, if he true. did this in the height of the McAfee virus right. stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like, he might have done that. Back when he at a point the where, Coliseum. And it might have been at a point where. Or when n- he sponsored it or whatever the yeah. hell. And it might have been at a point where no one in the government really used and understood computers. So it might have been just everyone not worrying about. That's true. This was like 2006. Yeah. So it's a time <laughs> where like most people are instant messaging and starting to branch into texting. <laughs> and the government's like, okay, what's this email thing? 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, this is noob always, stuff. It's always T-T-Y-L. ten years behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another callback. <laughs> All right, uh, dude. We should start wrapping up. That well, was that, our interesting that archive. Me too, though, on conspiracies, like with McAfee, didn't isn't Julian Assange like officially being extradited now? I haven't or, heard that. Is that true? Or no? I guess he's already been extradited, right? Back to the U.S. Yes. I have not heard. Oh, uh, no, I heard something thinking, in the news. I think like, I'm thinking of Snowden like still in Russia, are right? Protesting his uh, conviction or something. You ever think about how weird it is that him and Snowden are like, by everyone you ever meet on the street ever, everyone knows and thinks of them as heroes for blowing whistles on the government spying apparatus. But they're enemies of state. But no one has any, everyone just kind of like, yeah, like is fine with them being hunted by the government yeah, right what it's a weird what thing the fuck is that i don't remember running into i don't remember the last person i ran into that like that i'm said, just like, waiting for the headline oh, like Snowden oh julian been, assange committed suicide yeah, in well, his cell when's or, the last time you ran into someone was like yeah no that guy should be arrested i mean he shouldn't whistleblow on the government like you know what i mean like there are people out there but i feel like you don't you don't run yeah. into that many no, not <laughs> you know, at all. Like most people are like, I mean, they made a movie about uh, Snowden. Snowden, you know, and never, they made him the hero yeah. of the movie. It's not like he was the bad guy. It's like common, like it's mainstream to like for people to recognize like, oh, no, he's a badass and he blew the whistle on some real shady stuff. It's not a national security threat to show that they're spying on American citizens. You know, it's well, weird it that everyone's just like, like, oh, wow, they captured him. That sucks. Like, y'all, shouldn't we be a little more pissed about this as a community? Well, it's, it's the same thing <laughs> with, like, we can throw Chelsea Manning into this, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. It's the same thing. It was, you know, like, there's that argument where it's like it it compromises top secret military information. And, and more so with the Chelsea Manning security, thing. But, but at the same time, like, no, exposing these are people who are not no hated way. by any, like, regular American. Exactly. And nobody cares that they're, that they're being hunted. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird thing. And I don't mean that to get political. I don't even know. It's not like, really a political just, slant to that. This is it's, more like just a social commentary. It's thing. a weird cultural truth. Why are these guys praised and loved if by the American people? If you have the answer people? to this, tweet us at Family Records. No, file. no. We don't want to get taken down. <laughs> no. If you have an answer, <laughs> stay away from us. Keep it to yourself. This is not a political show. <laughs> that was just a commentary on culture. You know, tweet it at Alex Jones. I'm sure you yeah, can find him somewhere. I'm sure he's on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tweeted at Alex Jones. At real Donald Trump. Or, yeah. Who else? Eric. Who Eric. else is definitely still on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's going to be on Twitter? Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I love conspiracy. I really do. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, I, what do you think the crop circles are? The alien crop circles. I think there's a number of things, and it all it's like a case by case thing. Because absolutely, there's a bunch of teenagers drinking Jack Daniels in Kansas, and like making circles yeah. in cornfields but there are some that are like really elaborate well, and they're tough to explain because yeah. at some point it has to stop being a performance art and it has to be some kind of phenomenon well my thing is like everyone's like oh they're two perfect circles for young teens to make it i might maybe because i do soccer fields for a living i'm like it's not it's, that hard no, to make a circle not like, at all. just run a string from do, a central point yeah. y'all i used to do the lacrosse field same <laughs> yeah, thing it's it's all not hard it's like put a stake in the center going well, above you just They've, they've shown how people do it. You just, you take a two by four. Yeah, yeah. And you use that to just like stomp, stomp them it down. down. Yeah. And as long as you have a good center, you're getting a perfect yeah, circle. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I, I definitely believe in UFOs. I've seen one. Really? Yeah. I, I want to hear this story because 
It was 4th of July, 2011. I have also seen, well, I saw like a cluster of them. Really? I was, uh, well, for mine was 4th of July, 2011. I know 4th of July. This is a terrible start to a, a story about seeing a UFO because we're watching fireworks. Well, this is, this is timely. Why? Because it's 4th of July weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Look at that. Didn't even think of that. <laughs> and this, this will come out on the 6th of July. We, uh, right. Cause we finally got rid of our delay. Yeah, we finally got rid of our delay. Very exciting. Uh, um, also since it's coming out on July 6th, uh, happy birthday, dad. Happy birthday, Sam. It's her birthday today. That's and true. Happy birthday to your Happy to your birthday, dad. Sam, even though I already texted you. Yeah, I did too. So, <laughs> no response. Just saying. <laughs> um, Ooh, I got one. Oh, damn. I guess I'm the favorite. I guess so. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, oh, you, UFO 4th of July, 2011. Yeah, so 4th of July, 2011. We were in LA because I was teaching drum corps at the time. Of course. And uh, we were all just like lighting bottle rockets and whatever. Not bottle rockets, like stuff on the street, the, the legal stuff or whatever. Snakes and sparklers. Yeah. And we were just Husker like. Who screw do's? Who screw don'ts? <laughs> It was me, some friend, my friend Harry, his girl, Chelsea, uh, a bunch of people. And we're just lighting them. And at Harry one point. Harry the music guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Staying at his Harry's house at the time. Shout out who, so far, I guess all he's done that's been out is the ecstasy of art, right? Yeah. He's, but gonna, he's got a couple in the works that yeah. we will be dropping Hopefully at we'll some get point. Hopefully we'll some stuff soon. He's a busy guy. Well, and he's, he's the guy who's going to be scoring our big production that yep. we're dropping next year. Uh, so we're all together and uh, there's fireworks in the sky, but there's not really like allowed in LA or whatever. Right. right. So, but at this, at one point we see this green dot in the sky and we're like, what the, what is that? Like, how'd someone do that? Is it one of those like dots? Like maybe it's a laser or something like, I don't know, maybe, but those just keep going and we're watching it and it's just kind of moving slowly. We're like, Oh, what the hell is that? And all of a sudden it just stops. Like, did that stop moving? What the hell did that? Okay. And then it just like drops down. <laughs> Dude, way faster than anticipated. It is so weird that you bring up that it was a green dot. Why? So my UFO sighting was in 2016. Uh, I was a part of Enactus, which is like a, a club at the college. Okay. Um, and we traveled for competitions. And the uh, the faculty member what was, who was the in club. What was what did you do? What was, was the competition? It was the business program. It was. Um, How'd you com- would you compete? So the whole idea was. You're basically teaching kids entrepreneurship through community action, which okay. basically meant like starting nonprofits that benefit the community. And then you shop those out to it's almost like you take them out on pitch meetings and you compete on the quality of your pitch. OK, um, so, I mean, I would make fun of it, but I'm an entrepreneur now. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess. OK, I just wanted Actus. a little insight because you just said uh, competitions. Like, anyway, okay. anyway, so you, yeah, so you had a green light, yeah, too. The, so the, the faculty member that ran the club was cheap. So we didn't fly out of Billings. We would rent a just a big cargo van and drive down to the Denver airport and fly to competitions from Denver. OK, so we had gotten back. It's like 11 at night. We land in Denver and we have to drive back up through Wyoming. And we, so we're in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. It's got to be like midnight, 1 a.m. at this point. Okay. And all of a sudden, like, I just, somebody in the van points out, like, there's, there's three just green dots floating out there in midair. Like, they're not moving. They're not planes. They're not blinking. They're, They're bright green. They're clearly not stars. Yeah. But they're just sitting there still in the darkness. There's nothing out that way. And then, like, we, you know, we all looked away. We were trying to figure out what the hell they were. We looked back, and they were gone. 
Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's funny. So it's funny that you brought up green because that was a very distinct thing that I remember about my sighting. Yeah. I just thought it started <laughs> darting around aliens in ways it shouldn't. And I don't know that it's aliens, though. That's the thing, right? That's the thing I love about conspiracy because it could be anything. It could be anything. I mean, they, they, it could be some interdimensional vampires. It could be that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be some military technology that we don't know about. You know what I mean? It, it could true. be a lot of things. There's a whole theory about uh, UFO sightings being uh, time travel. That it's not uh, like that. It's not you. Have you heard about this? It's it's not aliens well, from but, another part of the galaxy. Those, it's actually. But those UFOs move way faster than 88 miles an hour. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> There's that whole theory that it's humans from the future coming back in time in their future ships and checking on us or something. I don't know. Um, I've also heard the whole like time is cyclical theory. So they're from the future, but also from the past. And yeah. it's, I don't do enough drugs for that. I think so. there's also <laughs> the, the, that drug thing is an inter interesting point, too. It could just be bleed through into some other like conscious reality. Well, it could be. It, it could, could be multiverse our, theory. Dude, it, it, it could, could be, be psychosis in our own freaking brains. It could be quantum mechanics. Yeah. It could be... Yeah, we could all be on drugs. There could be fluoride in the water that's just making us hallucinate aliens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 that's the thing is we don't know what it is. And... Uh, but yeah. it's so that documentary we were talking about that I still can't remember. And we're probably just at this point going to have to put it in the description when we think of it. Um. I remember there was a scene in it. They were talking about like they tried to detonate a nuke in space just to see what would happen. Huh. And some bright yeah. green dot started flying around the warhead. And then all of a sudden the warhead went offline. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's so all the there, there's something there. Like we, there's a whole I think theory. I think it's saw legit UFOs it might be Michael <laughs> Tassarian, but there's a whole theory that earth is like a prison planet and the moon is like the key. Like, we've been to the moon, but we can't get past the moon, and that's why we stopped trying to travel p to the moon and pass. Like, they found out, like, okay, yeah, it's like you can't get off. There's this whole theory, like, that humans came here or whatever. Like, there's these beings or whatever are trapped here on our planet with us, and we're in a prison, and they kind of took over the planet, and they're trying to get off of the planet. And that's why, like, they send the nukes and stuff. And, like, something like that would be like, oh, they sent the nuke out to try and break the lock or whatever. And... Like the Dude, guards you need to just finish Dune. The guards just came in and shut it off or whatever. You need to finish Dune. Oh, there's a whole okay. thing about prison planets and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Anyways, we should probably <laughs> yeah. wrap up on we, this. We one. talked about wrapping up like half an yeah, hour on ago. this on this weird topic. <laughs> we ended up going a little bit long again. Well, as we had we do. fun with it. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah, Although I guess did. now we actually do have to try to be a little bit entertaining. Because we we're actually a ranked listeners? comedy interview podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, so anyways, well. I think we should start uh, signing off the way yeah. we did on our bonuses. I well, don't know about you. Uh, I, I do too, but we should probably do plugs No, first. I know. I'm just letting oh. you know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm fully on board. I totally forgot about that as being a family thing. My dad says yeah, that all right? the time. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's do some quick plugs. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok at BSBS Comedy. I finally sat down and decided I am going to start putting content back out there because i know it's been like four months at this point <laughs> um and of course you can check out four to tango the other show which will come out sooner or later uh. that uh all four owners of fat tango are on we play games and have a lot of fun 
hopefully it's fun to listen to. It's definitely fun to record. Yeah, it is fun to do. Uh, and you can check out Fat Tango Presents, the scripted comedy podcast that the four of us do. That's a lot of fun, too. We have a couple fun episodes coming out. I'm very we excited do. for I'm them. so excited. So one is actually going to drop the day before this does. Oh, nice. Um, Thugrats. Oh, yeah, that's true. Thugrats uh, will have dropped by now, huh? Which it's, I, I got to do the sound design on it. It has been so much fun. <laughs> Sean McGrory is a great actor to work with. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited. So, yeah, if there's any, like casting directors out there you should hit up sean he's he's a good no, actor no 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 don't take him from us <laughs> don't take him from us <laughs> no we can share there's plenty of sean to go around um <laughs> are you good yeah I'm all right good. so you can follow me on twitter at matt Ridolfi. i'm also on tiktok at matt tango i for six tupled my followers this yeah, week that's so insane i mean that's cool but you know, there's a lot of accounts with over a thousand followers that have right you kind of just have to keep plugging away at it honestly and see what happens. If, if i don't keep having popular videos it doesn't it, it doesn't change the fact that tiktok doesn't send it out to well, your followers it's, it's they send like it out really, to a random yeah. one every time and if it's popular it goes to your followers like they still give you the same keep your feet wet kind of test so right it well, doesn't it's, matter it's not like there's really any way to monetize tiktok or anything like that so the uh, follower well, count is still a little bit meaningless but no you can once you get over ten thousand. Oh, really join the creator fund oh, yeah they, they oh they started doing that that's cool yeah they've been doing that for a while man I wouldn't know. I'm not. I'm not that TikTok popular. <laughs> From what I understand, a lot of like it doesn't do much. And again, it's like you have to still. I mean, at that point, yes, there's people that like once you have ten thousand or more, you're probably likely to get a lot more views on every video because you have mm. a, more oh, yeah, of a following. But um, what else was like? Okay, so yeah, so Matt Tango, uh, you can also follow another podcast i do they might be bronies i would like to put this out there now that we have a following though I actually don't no don't go follow that because we're at a podcast war with them now yeah screw those guys <laughs> no um i actually i want to start putting that caveat like uh i'd like to put out that that podcast is a show where me and mikey watch every episode of my little pony to find out if we might be bronies however and they talk about a lot of inappropriate things it is the most offensive my little pony podcast out there by far uh, I be really careful re- when you start claiming most offensive podcast well, about my little pony. I said, <laughs> I, I just I want to put that out there because I'm I'm a good boy here. <laughs> and over there, me and Mikey go into some really Slowly terrible but tangents. Surely we're kind of finding our candor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, and, and it's just it's just that, you know, especially our family listens to this. And That's I, I true. really and family. Yeah. Please, just don't 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 go listen to bronies. Don't. Yeah. Uh, as a favor to me, please don't listen. That's not for you. That is a very inappropriate show. And I'm it's, it's to a lo- who in the family might still li- like Danielle. Danielle, Danielle, like, yeah, Danielle, Danielle probably, probably like still D- listen. Yo, D, you can listen to it. Jake, D and Jake, you guys like it. Uh, Sarah probably wouldn't judge you, but it's probably not going to be her thing. Let's just not. Let's just all uh, of them yeah. <laughs> just don't need to. I say some yeah, terrible so, okay, things. Okay, so Danielle there. and Jake, go listen to it. Everybody else in the family yeah, probably don't. hold off. Just, just keep listening to this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I like to support that. I know to get in the habit of putting that caveat out there because it is a very different show than this. Jr., don't go listen to that one. You're, well, you you're, you're like our it? fan, you like not it? theirs. Aww. You're our fan. We are in a podcast war. You're not allowed to be. We fans got our of own both. fans over there, man. We don't need you. <laughs> me. Um, I think that's all my plugs. Uh, we did fat things. Yeah, that's all, all my right. plugs. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's it for now. Um, until next week. All right. We'll talk to you. Until then, peace Peace late out. out. This has been a Fat Tango production.